Episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass collection, bringing you three unique perspectives from varying skill range. I am the climber of this episode, Andrew. With me, our annoying doppelganger, Keith. Hey. And the one that wishes this game was about Celeste Frozen Pizza, Liz. Hey guys. And this week was a listener recommendation who wanted to stay anonymous, so we'll give him a name. He will go Coco Pip. Coco Pip. <laughs> Sorry, I stole your pit. Yeah, I know. Thanks, Keith. <laughs> hey, it's my name. But he wanted us. He wanted, uh, he wanted us to check out Celeste, which is brought to you by Matt Makes Games. So this is obviously done by, for the most part, a single person, but it, it credits like six, seven people. So it's a very small group of people who made this game. But Celeste is a 2D platformer that is made for masochists, where it's just running through an obstacle course, and you're just constantly dying and dying and dying and dying, and you're just trying to progress. You're trying to the best you can do. I'll start off. So for me, I this is a game. It's, it's not a game for everyone because, as I said, it's it's a very difficult game and it's very kind of niche of you got to you gotta be able to co- keep your gamer rage in check. If you, if you have a lot of gamer rage, I do not recommend this game. But overall, I really liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun and I really liked the story. So I guess that's on me. This is a game because... It's a 2D platformer. It's it's that's, it's my niche. So, I'm curious. Yeah, I was like, this is a 2D platformer, so Keith might like it. I was like, but it might be too hard for him. But me and my gamer rage was on on a high tilt this week. I I mostly held it together because I got through and I beat the game. But my gosh, there was points where I I was ready to just launch my entire Xbox and say, you know what, I don't need this anymore. But it, it is a game because it's it's up my alley and. And because of how difficult it is, when you finally do something, there is just such a gratification to it. So it, I don't know, but not for everybody, for sure. For me, I guess I'm alone in this. I'm going to give it a pass. I did think that the gameplay was very challenging, but overall, I just, I got through the game. Uh, I don't, it just wasn't for me. Keith, I'm curious, did you actually beat the game without touching the assist mode at all i did um well and and that said too i'm curious i guess the last two chapters are those just like add-ons or is that part of the game because i didn't complete those two there is a true ending okay like post epilogue yes just climbing the mountain is like kind of the first ending but yeah there is a true ending okay so is that after the credits roll like did i beat it there's two other chapters there's the core and then I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called like Twilight or something like that. Why but you're, didn't you you're in tell space. me? Because <laughs> <laughs> you have to like collect a lot of things for it. But don't want to get too far ahead. So I first obviously want to talk about the story, which I actually really enjoyed this game's story. It's it's there's not a lot to it. I wish there was actually more dialogue because I really enjoyed the dialogue and I enjoyed the characters. But I was actually impressed that I actually enjoyed the story. Overall, the whole point of this like story is. You know, you're a girl who's, for the most part, she's well off. Like, she says she has a good job. She's pretty well accomplished. But she just feels like she needs to climb Celeste, this, the mountaintop that is known to be incredibly difficult but kind of have kind of mystical powers to it. So she obviously just and she struggles with a lot of self-doubt, depression. And so she just feels like she needs to personally accomplish this mission for her own personal reasons. And I actually was impressed. I, I know, like, so this game obviously kind of deals with some heavy topics with, you know, depression and I think suicide. I couldn't figure out if the shop, the uh, hotel guy was dead. I think he killed himself. Okay, so that wasn't just me then. I, no. I definitely had that same vibe going on and it was a bit odd. Well, not odd, but you know what I mean. Uncomfortable, I yeah. guess, in the moment. Yeah, so the story is all about depression, possibly suicide, panic loss, attacks. panic attacks, in which... I feel like it's a hard kind of subject to talk about because it's it's something very serious, but it's it's I feel like hard to do it without sounding so I don't know whiny or handholdy, like because we talked about it a little bit with Ickenfell. Ickenfell kind of tried to tackle some of these moments, but we talked about it with Ickenfell where it just I felt like what made it ruin the moment was the the warnings and stuff like that, and I I, I don't know I felt like Ickenfell could have done a better job, but I felt like this does a solid job explaining depression and like coping through it. I kind of wish that they had gone more subtle. Like, it's very much like 
I'm battling myself, you know, talking like directly about the things instead of using like, you know, symbolism or anything. And for me, I, I guess it's also just, I get kind of uncomfortable when people talk about their feelings. <laughs> Sounds terrible. <laughs> But I mean, I, I've other people like in my life, I mean, I wouldn't find that uncomfortable. It's more when it's in like movies, TV, games. I just like cringe. I don't know what it is. It makes me very uncomfortable. Um, so for me, I just wish they did it in like a subtle way. I think it's because these are just such like 2D characters. You don't know them personally. And it's just somebody writing saying like, I'm depressed. It's just, I don't, that's my guess. It's also like very personal, like personal thoughts. You kind of feel like you shouldn't be hearing it, I guess. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. See, I'm, I'm in the same boat as Liz on this for the most part. Overall, I, and, and this honestly isn't even a Keith doesn't like stories type of thing. I thought the story <laughs> was kind of boring, honestly. I, as much as they tried to make the characters engaging with having these like deep emotions and all these things, I just couldn't get invested because at the end of the day, you just kind of run around and jump and fall in pits. And so it just felt weird to have this just super deep, almost exhausting storyline because I think what bothered me the most about it is, and maybe there's a, it kind of is a purposeful to this, I guess, but it's what, bothered me was the fact that because the game was so hard and then you just get these deeply depressing moments in between it all i was just it, it really kind of put me off and i did not care for it so that's a that's a good point yeah they they kind of hey here's a heavy moment to make you kind of think and then it's like okay we'll now go to the next area and you're just dying and dying and dying and getting angry and frustrated and then it's like okay now calm down here comes the sad part of the story and stuff like yeah, that yeah now let's rip your heart out <laughs> <laughs> I do think they lightened it up quite a bit, though. So I thought it was really funny when they had her looking, like, irritated or, like, frustrated. They have, like, a little picture when they're talking. And with little things like that. And same with, like, the side characters. The guy, I forget his I don't Theo. remember names. Theo. Theo, yeah. I mean, I thought he was kind of, like, a breath of fresh air sometimes. A, yeah. a little bit, yeah. He was like, he was so self-absorbed with his, you know, Insta, well, Instapix or whatever they call it, you know, ripping <laughs> off of Instagram. But yeah, I, there was little bits of it, but as a whole, I just felt like, I, it, it was just so weird to me. I had another thought. Oh, because you, so you mentioned too, I honestly thought somewhere around chapter five or six when you meet back up with Theo, you take him out of the cave and everything. That was where I truly thought that this game was just as a whole going towards depression. I thought this was, she was climbing to the top of the mountain to jump off and kill herself. And it almost had this weird like dialogue of them going back and forth of like, it just felt like they were subtly talking about, Hey, let's go kill ourselves because they both had, you know, very severe issues. It sounded like. So I was very concerned that it was going to go that route. I was glad it didn't. I did not get that vibe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was just the way he... There was something about the dialogue. He made this comment about, like, you're sure you really want to do this? Like, you have to do this. And she's just like, no, this is important. I don't know. It just... it. I was afraid it was going to go into this weird, like, glory suicide thing. And I was very uncomfortable. But I guess <laughs> I, I... I don't know. I picked up a very wrong vibe. Well, it's weird, like, how many different mental illnesses are in it. So you meet the hotel guy, and he, I mean, what's it called? Hoarding? Uh, he's Yeah, he's a hoarder, but then he's also, like, he stays inside, like, he doesn't leave, and, like, he's, he's got multiple issues going on. And so for me, I just thought that there was just a lot of illness in this game. <laughs> yeah, just about everyone had. I think the only person that doesn't really display any form of, like, uh, anything like that i think is the old woman you meet is it, is it an old uh, woman you could who just yeah. keeps laughing you could you could argue dementia yeah no i mean no definitely not she's too coherent but maybe yeah there's maybe something going on there because she just lives on this weird mystical mountain and doesn't leave so i don't know i also think that with this whole game, I just thought that there needed to be more. And what I mean by that is, like, story-wise, I wanted to know more about them. Like, investment, like, I need to know a bit more about the characters. They did go a little bit into it, but I just felt like it was, it felt short. The story felt short. You're not really gaining abilities, so it's just this, the same movements over and over and over again. 
And so for me, I just, I thought that the game seemed very small. I do agree because that was something that bothered me about the storytelling is that they would give you these little tidbits and then walk away from it, never to be heard from again. Like at the end of, I think, chapter one, when she picks up the payphone and she's talking to, I guess, her ex, and then he just disappears. No, I think it's her mom. No, because it... Maybe, maybe, because she does talk to her mom on the phone. It sounded to me... She calls her sweetheart, no, which I... sweethearts tend to be a motherly kind of thing, you say? No, she did talk to her mom, but I thought there was another point where she was talking to an ex. Yeah, it sounded I, I think you're very right, much like that. Yeah, it was like, why are you contacting me now? It's been three months. You need to get over this or something along those lines. So there was like this weird ex situation that they have one dialogue and then that goes away. Theo starts to tell you all about his sister and then that goes away and never comes up again just like what what's going on and question well they bring up the sister at the end of the true ending oh okay so maybe there's that but question actually then is is there any purpose to the way they color the names i just noticed like like certain people's names were always in red or theo was yellow and things like that but i don't know if if there was anything that you guys found or picked up (laughs) i am not observant i didn't see that no i'm assuming they just colored the names to kind of help have you remember the characters? Maybe. So, like, Theo is wearing a green shirt. His border's green, so his name's green. Madeline has red hair, so her name's red. Her border's red. Uh, the other part of you, as they call it, you know, she has purple hair, so her name's purple. I think it was just a way to kind of help you remember the characters and who they're talking about. Yeah, that makes sense. I was probably just reading into it then. Carry on. <laughs> but I, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the... Uh, the hotel manager. So, Keith, you were in the same boat with me. You think he killed himself and he was a ghost? Well, he was almost absolute. like, he was 10 of 10, I think, a ghost, because at the very end of the game, when you take that last picture, he has a floating ghost tail. So, yeah, and which, well, you ghost. see, when you first meet him, too, he's floating. she even asks him, she goes, are you a ghost? And he goes, what are you talking about? Well, because he doesn't realize it, and that, I think, goes back to kind of, like, the whole mental illness, and even just him as a ghost, he remembers being alive, like, I know it's not canon ghost by any means, but just about every ghost story out there, there's this weird like sixth sense. Spoiler alert, everyone. I'm very sorry. Is they don't realize they're dead. They're just carrying on with their lives as if nothing happened. And so that was kind of the vibe I got with him. You know, I've been waiting years to watch that movie. And I was just about to watch it tonight. and You just ruined it for me. Thanks, Keith. Hey, you don't know who's dead in that movie. <laughs> I also think it's weird, too, that her... The, the part of her that's separate is really mean to him and he attacks her and I thought it was weird that they didn't really say like what a terrible guy he was for that because she's like oh I, I still no, feel do. bad but not I feel like not enough like she's like oh I still feel bad like no like he violently attacked you because no, somebody was mean did. to him on the last chapter when you're climbing with your other self yeah she says that she goes like even though this guy tried to kill you why are you still trying to defend him and like Madeline was saying, she's like, "Oh, I know, but like, I still feel bad for him." Yeah, because I. I, I oh, go ahead. I just feel like I wouldn't feel that way. Like, I mean, you can feel bad. She, she was trying to help him, but she also kind of wasn't because he just wanted her to stay at the hotel like one night to feel like he was, you know, like progressing and stuff, and she wouldn't do it. And then, so I, I don't know. It's just the whole thing. I, if somebody attacked me, there's no excuse for violence ever. If someone's mean to you, oh, they hurt your feelings, so you're going to attack them? Yeah, you hit me all the time. <laughs> I'm not getting well, in the middle of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, your other you was talking, was trying to say to Madeline, which I do kind of agree with. She's like, this isn't going to end well. Because the guy's like, I want you to stay in the hotel. And Madeline had no intention of staying in the hotel. So she was essentially enabling the guy and like stringing him along, being like, oh, I might stay. But then she's like, no, I'm not staying. Like, No, I don't think you ever tell him you're going to stay. You're like, I'll help you clean up. Cause he, yeah, she said she's, over and over again, though, I need to leave, but I'm going to help you do this. She she said over and over again that she wasn't going to stay. Yeah, she never strings him along. I agree. It's more just like, okay, I'll follow you if this is going to help me get out of the stupid hotel. But that was that was the vibe I got from it. So also, too, I couldn't – I don't know if you felt the same way. Like, you read his journal, and he was talking about how he was going back to the hotel to have, like, a final goodbye. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that's why he killed himself or thought he killed himself. I don't know. Yeah, that was kind of my assumption is that he sent everyone home and says, no, I'll just stay here one last night. And then he just couldn't take the pain of it. And he did what he did, I guess. I can't imagine ever loving a job that much. <laughs> well, I, I got retail. I think, he, I think he owned the hotel. That was, again, also 
maybe something I just inferred myself, but my assumption was that oh, he true. owned the hotel, and so just oh, like I having to shut it down. He was a manager. Yeah, I mean, I could be, I could totally be wrong, but yeah, I think that was what I figured was his real deep attachment to it, that it was his own hotel. But of course, and then the next thing I want to talk about is the absolutely painstaking gameplay. Like I said before, it really frustrated me that I wasn't gaining abilities. So it was difficult and it stayed difficult for me. I ended up turning on the assist mode and just got powering through. Because for me, it just, I never, like, Keith, you said that, like, when you beat a hard section, like, it felt amazing. Like, for me, it didn't feel that way. I was just like, oh, great, I gotta start this all over again. So, for me, there was just, it was too simple and too hard, and I just, I got bored with it. I think that's the main reason why I did the assist mode, is that it wasn't that it was too hard, which it was hard. I just didn't want to do it anymore. So, you're right, because there are no new abilities you get. The abilities you get at the start of the game are the abilities you end the game with. Plus or minus, I guess, if you want to add in the extra bonus jump you get, but Aside from that, your abilities stay the same. However, each individual little chapter you go through has a very unique movement to it and how you have to combat it, whether it's the bubbles or the feathers, um, you know, the yeah. the blocks. Sliding you, panels. Yeah, sliding yeah. panels, the ones that move when you do your burst. So, like, it it wasn't a skill, but it felt different every time I went somewhere. Yeah, all the levels felt very unique and different enough that like it's it's like a new mechanic but it was i for me it was easy to figure out what the game wanted you to do like when you went to a new area it's like okay i can see that you know this thing's on a grid it probably slides i just gotta figure out how to make it slide so i actually really liked that yeah all the levels had a unique mechanic to it but it was easy to figure out i personally liked that there was no other skills i didn't want this to be i don't know like another metroidvania type of game where you get new skills and going back to previous levels i very much liked that it was simple and it was just, it's just pure skill. This game is all about pure skill. And there actually is kind of a new trick you learn on the last level. So that was interesting because when I was watching somebody play the last level, there's actually a way to like dash to the ground. And if you like time it right, you can actually launch your character. It's called like dash surfing or something like that they call it. But it's not like a new skill. It's just a new trick they teach you in the very last level. So whenever you watch speedrunners, which I highly recommend watching speedrunners for this game because I love watching speedrunners. But yeah, they're constantly just doing this dash surfing ability, which is really cool. But no, I, I like the simplicity of this game. I also, I kind of wish there was a map. I, most of the time I, I agree. feel like I needed it. Yeah. But sometimes I did because there's different directions that you can go. And there was one time that I was looking for a key and it was super dark. And I thought I went down every tunnel and I did it like three or four times and I was like, Andrew, do you remember where the key was? Like, and he ended up finding it for me. But at that moment, I was like, a map would be really helpful. Yeah, it was like the fourth or fifth level when you're like a temple. And you have to like touch the lights to kind of like mm. ignite the braziers. Yes. But it was so dark. And it, I, I fully agree with you, Liz. Because also, too, there's times where I'm like, I see a path there. Is it the way I'm supposed to go? Or is that like a, a secret area for a strawberry? So, yeah, I wish there was just some sort of map. Yeah, I do agree. Well, I say I agree and I don't because largely... You didn't. It was really just like it was overall pretty. Yeah, it was overall pretty easy to navigate. But if you want to be a completionist, I wish there was a map. Yeah. Well, I would have been really frustrated if I was doing it off of assist mode because with assist mode, like I could just fly through it really quick. But if I had to keep doing those things and double checking, I would have been really irritated. Which with the assist mode, you can have like unlimited dash. You can be uh, invincible, and then forget the third speed. one. Yeah, you can lower the speed of the game. Yeah, I actually I was impressed with the assist mode. Like as difficult as this game is, it's really nice that they added this feature. Makes this game accessible to just about anyone. I know Keith, you always talked about with like first person shooters that you suck with like reaction time. Yeah, and so it's nice that you can like slow down time if you just want like a little of a hand. No, I agree for that for sure. And in a weird way, I think that. I don't want to say it's what it bothers me. Like I think because I'm kind of going to jump ahead here and and jump back for a quick second, is that I think the assist mode was great because you could keep it on and still gain all the achievements. Oh yeah. But at the same token, they there's a point where I don't know one of the loading screens it mentions turning it on and basically how or when you're when you have the option to turn it on, it's like yeah this game is very difficult and we want you to enjoy it. It's meant to be played, but really we just want you to be here for the story and 
that's where there wasn't enough story for me to be like, yeah, I'm just going to breeze through this game in an hour and a half with all the assists turned on and then be wowed by the story. It would be worthless to my time. Maybe that's why I had like the biggest issue with it because that's what I did. (laughs) But at the same time, I I didn't like the gameplay. So if I just suffered through it, then I I feel like I would have felt worse about it. So I guess it's just not a game for me in that respect. Yeah, I think that's I think that's more than fair. I did I did mess around with the assist, I will say, and I did use it for actually like one achieve one or two achievements, but um yeah, at least as far as getting through the the first ending of the game, did it all without assists. It took me a lot. Question for you guys, and I don't know if you grabbed this number anywhere. Do you know approximately how many deaths you had? Uh, like 2,300. Oh, okay. And I'm, that's not actually... Oh. That was about right where I was at. I think I was at like 22, 2,300, so maybe more. And how many strawberries did you get? 78. Uh, I ended with like 101. Yeah. Actually, no, I did get the I did get the achievement for 80, so um, yeah, probably about 80, 81. I, I know a lot of my deaths were trying to get some strawberries. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Some of them were... Hard. Um, Actually, no. I take that back. Probably... 20% of my deaths were just rage deaths where like I would just be so frustrated that I just start the level and dash just trying to rush back to where I was and then just rush die rush die and um, there was a lot of just frustrated deaths I like that the game actually makes a comment about how like when you die you're still making progress like yeah better. And your death like, count should be something you should be proud of because it's something that you're learning is it's like what they say i was so like worried about my death count at the beginning because at the end of the chapters it shows you how many times you've died and i was like this is so embarrassing but I, obviously i stopped dying when i uh cheated <laughs> <laughs> no there is some uh, truth to that though because there was definitely parts where after like my third or fourth attempt and fall and I'd go, Oh, okay. I can see how I need to do this. I, I kind of wished it was a little bit more puzzle. Like it, it, but instead it was definitely, like you said, it was very skill based. Every movement was so finite. It felt like a 2d platformer, dark souls. Well, I feel like the puzzle thing would have been really cool because it could have been like, you're trying to figure out how your other half thinks like she's setting up obstacles for you. And you have to figure them out, kind no, of. No, I would. I would hated. I would have hated puzzles. This game was already so hard that, like, then you got to balance like puzzles of like trying to have someone stand on a platform for you and or something like that. No, I that would have. I would have been done with this game. I don't know. I see. <laughs> I like this style of game, but that would have pissed me off. See, I don't know. Um, I'm gonna stick with. I want my puzzle. Not full puzzles, but just some of it. Because most of the time I was like, all right, I can see exactly what I need to do. I just can't do it. And that was what was irritating. Like, it, it's so simple, but so hard because it was just so, like, touchy. Like, did you use the wheel or the D-pad, actually? I'm curious. Uh, I used the analog stick. Okay. Oh, yeah, the analog stick, sorry. Because I would go back and forth. But as a whole, yeah, I just, I don't know. I felt like I'd be pushing right on the stick, but it would just decide to shoot up and diagonal. Yeah. I was like, no, what is I, going okay, on? I'm, I'm glad you said that because I actually was having that issue too, and that was actually frustrating me. So what obviously we've been talking about, you have an ability where you dash. You normally get one, but eventually you get two. And yeah, you move left, right, and then you have the diagonals. And yeah, there was a lot of times, I don't know if it was, it, it could be user error, but I do feel like there was a lot of times where I'm like, no, I definitely was in diagonal. And instead, my character went right into spikes, and no, it, I, it frustrated me. I actually saw that on Metacritic. People were saying that they they were having difficulty with the directionals. And which is a little frustrating, because in a game like this, it's all about pinpoint accuracy and like precision. So it, it can easily get you frustrated. Well, that makes me feel a lot better, because I, I did just completely chalk it up to user error. I figured, whatever. My, <laughs> yeah. my controller has a little bit of a drift. Didn't seem to be an issue, but yeah, I just... I'm glad it wasn't me. And I will say, the other thing I really praise this game for is its level of difficulty. I, I felt like this game did a fantastic job, like, ramping up the difficulty. I, I felt like very first level, you know, just a couple of spikes, you do simple dashes, stuff like that. And by the end, you're really just going through, like, narrow tunnels of spikes and just dodging everything. I thought they did a fantastic job ramping the difficulty. And then also, too, with all the collectibles... They're completely optional. Like the strawberries, they say like, hey, the strawberries don't do anything. It's just meant to be, you know, a badge of honor to see how many you can collect. And some of those strawberries were incredibly difficult to get. But it was nice to know that 
they didn't do anything. It was it was just purely collectible and just to give you more of a challenge. So I applaud this game for how well of a challenge it does. Because then also, too, you can find a cassette that gives you the B-side of a level. So it's an alternate version of the level that's the B-sides. I don't know if you've touched them much, Keith, but they are so hard. I tried one one time. Yeah. And I was like, ah, I'm going to go back to the regular game. Yeah, I tried it. I tried to do it legitimately. And I was just getting so frustrated. You actually play the B-side. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. You unlock an alternate version that's uh, incredibly difficult. Oh, I feel like it would have been beneficial to have, like, a health meter. Because you guys are talking about how much you died. And maybe, like, have it, like, you have to hit the spikes three times instead of once. Because I just felt like going back and forth, like, every time you die, you, you start over at the beginning of that page or whatever. I feel like it would have been kind of more helpful to have, like, a health meter. I see what uh, you're saying. See, I, I, I wouldn't want that, though. Because a, a lot of the rooms... You have a one shot, and if you fail, like you're supposed to be just done. Well, you know where I think I, I could see it working would be in the assist mode. I think you should, it would be cool to have like a, a tier of it. Because you're right, yeah. If you fall, yeah. you fall. That's fine. That should be one and done. But yeah, like give you an opportunity to correct yourself if you just fall on the spikes. The only issue I see, but if you've got assist mode on at that point anyways, it probably doesn't matter, is there's just a lot of things you need a double jump. Whereas you could just jump, hit the spikes, and then jump and be fine. But and you're on assist mode, so whatever. You're already being assisted. See, but I'm also kind of surprised you're saying this too, Liz, because with Ori, did you take a multiple hits really help? I felt like for the most part, once you start hitting spikes, you're just like uh uh uh, and just die in the spikes anyway. Like you're you're not able to get out of them. It's true. Ah, that's a fair point. <laughs> so I just like, suck at these games in general. Like I agreed earlier with like Keith with the puzzles, and then I started thinking afterwards. I'm like, I suck at puzzle games. So it's like I like the idea, but would I like to actually play it with puzzles? Probably not. Do I want a health meter? I'm just gonna keep dying anyways. It doesn't really help. I'm just trying to think of ways that like I'm like, oh, maybe just, I would like the game better if this. Just a way to delay your death is all. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I was impressed with the assist mode. I thought the assist mode did such a good job. Not being, it can be overpowering, but you can make it so it just gives you a slight boost and a slight help. Yeah, I'd go back and forth. If it was a like a really hard page like i thought it was really annoying i would just do all of them just to get through it, and then i'd go back and turn off like i i would be able to die well so it's funny andrew I'm, I'm switching subjects a little bit here but you brought up ori and the funny thing about this game is this game reminded me more of ori than any other 2d platformer we've played not overall because it's very low skills as far as the amount of different things you can do it's very straightforward very skill-based but as far as how every level ended, where you had to do those like chase scenes that just varied based on the environment, where those gave me a very Ori vibe because you didn't usually fight a big boss in Ori; it was usually just running from things. Well, except in Ori too. Ori two, you fought good amount of True, bosses. but thinking back to Ori, I mean, this is the closest game that I might actually be able to give an Ori to, as opposed to a not Ori. <laughs> Uh, it's been a while since you said that but yeah i i, I actually that was the parts where i kind of liked it because as much as i was getting frustrated i was like oh i remember this this i remember when i did the the fire one in or the first or in the blind forest so like i i liked that aspect of it and it was a cool way to round out every chapter yeah i i fully agree i i really like kind of those chase scenes they for me they weren't too difficult but they were incredibly satisfying by the end. Sometimes I felt like they went on a bit long, but that was just because bit. of how many times you would die. And I was just like, my gosh. But I think what I loved about those segments too um, is the music. I absolutely love this game's soundtrack. It had a phenomenal soundtrack. And for those who like game soundtracks, it is on Spotify. I looked it up. Mm. But anytime you got in those chase scenes the music was so good. And I think that's also too why I enjoyed those scenes. Yeah, some of them were a bit difficult and a bit long, but I didn't care. That music just kept me going. I absolutely agree with you there. And that's another point where I think this game was on point with Ori was whether, even when you weren't in the chase scenes, it just always was a good background. It it was never overpowering. Yeah. It always fit. And it was actually good music. But the chase scenes are great. And I even noticed on the B-sides, it does like a weird techno remix of songs. And I thought yep. that was kind of cool. I like the music, but I actually kind of got a little sick of it. Oh, I found oh my myself, gosh, you like, made me so sad down. sometimes. I just, it kind of all, not all of it, but some of it just sounded the same, like it was like looped or something, or maybe it just felt long to me. 
So I liked it. I just, I found myself getting a little tired of it after a while. I think it's funny. Every episode, Keith hates story, Liz hates music. Listen, I love music, okay? You and forget we, 90% of the game's music. I I <laughs> do struggle with a lot of video game music. I either, like, don't remember it or, like, in this, I get, get tired of it. I guess I'm more picky with it, but I think I'm a little picky with music in real life, too. So I guess that's true. That's it. But yeah, we also, we skipped over graphics. Too. I know, because we were already on the point of music, and I wanted to go on to that. It was a good transition, but, Andrew. I really liked it. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. But graphically, I wasn't too crazy about this game's graphics. For me, I didn't like what your character looked like. Uh, whenever she was, like, falling, she legitimately looked like the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> she had just, like, round arms and round feet. And, like, when she's falling, she literally looked like the Pillsbury the Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah. So I, for me, I will say at least I like the environments. I thought the environments were, you know, really well designed. They're very unique. They varied a lot. Yeah. yeah. It was easy to figure out what you had to do, what was bad, kind of what things, you know, you can kind of figure out what things would like the mechanics of them. So I thought they did a great job with the level design. But overall, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was a little too pixely. I think it could have been more like so for instance we were talking about the hotel guy earlier and there was a time where like it was super messy but there was no real definition to the things that they yeah, were Yeah, there was like three items, just a lot of them. So for me that's another thing that made the game feel really small. I know you said it was a small studio, right? It's like six people who made it, yeah. Yeah, so for me like I it's understandable with that, but I do I I felt the same way where it just I wanted more and I like with the pictures that they took the selfies you could see more detail of them yeah i like, love so yeah i sorry. wish they did like cut scenes or something which that would have helped what we said earlier with like wanting to know more about the characters like have a cut scene with like her and her ex or something but if the game itself is going to be more like pixelated and not as detailed maybe have some cut scenes that are very detailed yeah i i agree i loved yeah when like the selfies were taken like i loved the art style of like the cutscenes and when they actually showed definition of the characters, like whenever it showed their picture when they're talking. Yeah. And I loved whenever the other you was talking, like sometimes she would actually come out of her frame and like, there was like these kind of cool, subtle details that they did. I loved that part of it. Yeah. I wasn't overly sold on the, on the overall graphics and, and I know it's pixels, but I, I do absolutely agree. Environments were cool. They were unique. Everything felt very different, but I, I see I didn't like it because it reminded me almost of Ickenfell how it did that there was like so many different ways that my character was displayed that just it started to get too much and I was like just I don't know stay consistent with it but the pictures were cool but it, it just didn't do much for me because at the end of the day I was like great you just gave me a quick you know screenshot and we carry on so yeah overall the graphics themselves weren't great but the environments were that's my take but speaking of like the uh, pictures and the dialogue, I know we've complained about what we complained oh, about in the last going. week of how there is no real dialogue. It's just people kind of making noises. And in this case, they very much sound like the adults from the Peanuts series from uh, Charlie Brown. Where they just go womp, 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 over and over again. I, but for me, I did not mind the dialogue. I actually thought they did a really good job conveying the tones by just doing nonsensical noises. Uh, see, I couldn't stand it. That was the one of my biggest gripes, actually, because... Well, two reasons is one, because they made them, they made it sound enough where you could almost make out them saying words sometimes. Like someone would be like, what do you mean? You'd be like, Arr! and it would just be this weird <laughs> noise. Like kind of like someone's like Scooby-Doo. Yeah, like exactly. Like a Scooby-Doo mumbly saying words. And I'm like, at that point, just say the dang words. I would have much preferred it to be in like kind of the old Zelda style. Just give me a little like as it's like typing out the words. That would have been a fine sound effect because I think it's weird if you just have nothing there. And I think that's why they chose to go with the the sound. But either speak or don't speak. Don't give me this weird garbly in between. It 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 was not fun. I usually agree with what Keith's saying, but I. I kind of agree with Andrew with this particular game because I did yes. find it kind of comical and I do think that they did try to change the tone based on the conversation and it also just I love the facial expressions that went along with it because like when she sounded like irritated like she looked irritated like yeah. it just like it all matched together for me so I think this is like a rare exception to the rule for me well so here's my issue though you're right tone did fit and that was the one kind of redeeming aspect of it 
but you pointed out that it was comical, and I cannot stress about enough about this. There's really nothing comical about Celeste. The game is a struggle bus. It's a very depressing story. I'm I'm not laughing at a Scooby Doo voice. It's just I don't I don't know. Well, okay, but so this game obviously is a very heavy topics of like depression, suicide. Do you feel like the the game's message would have come across better if it was just text or anything? I think I think the tones did a good job, and I think if they did real voice acting it would seem even weirder of like people actually talking of like, ah, oh, I struggle with depression and anxiety and everything like that. Oh, sure. No, uh, I, I don't disagree with you there, but that's why I just stick with my, give me my old school NES, you know, kind of eight bit typing noise that they used to yeah, make. Yeah. But you, you would have got the feels with the eight bit typing noise. Yeah. I mean, it's still pretty heavy stuff. But I also feel like a lot of times people make light of things when they are, you know, suffering from things you know like people who have depression sometimes make jokes to like deflect i guess so for me but it's also like the elderly woman was supposed to be kind of a funny character in the game as well so i felt like maybe they just were adding these things to make it seem more light i i mean i don't know overall i just i still think it kind of worked i also took her as a little bit more sinister like not evil per se but at one point, you know, just every time she asks you about climbing the mountain, that weird, like, ha-ha-ha she does. The cackle. I picture it more like you're meeting a witch in the woods, and she's like, oh, you're still going. Ha-ha-ha-ha. Like, not yeah. laughing because it's funny. I don't know. That was how I took that. I feel like it's very unrealistic with this game. Because also, I mean, her reaction to what's going on with being on the mountain like if there's like a, a seriously like sinister alter ego that was coming after me in this like crazy old woman whom like i didn't know her intentions like i would not be acting the way that this woman was acting so it's like it, i kind of didn't like that it wasn't more realistic in that respect as well well i think the old woman like she's lived in this mountain she knows what's going on so like i think she knew like, what your character was talking about, what your character was struggling with. Well, how would you react if you were climbing a mountain and then you saw yourself in, like, evil form? <laughs> like, I would not be playing around. I, mean, I feel like I'd have a new best friend. I mean, if I fell off a Sorry, cliff and died and then you? got brought back to life, I'd be like, you know what? There's something weird going on and I'm out of this mountain. Also, I wouldn't oh. be climbing mountains. I just don't do that. But, okay. And another thing. <laughs> oh, are we going to another of, uh, thing? Because I have a yes. whole bunch that have been popping up here. Well, you mentioned, too, about how you keep dying and dying. I do think it's funny that the story was like, oh, I didn't think we were going to make it. I thought we were going to die. It's like, yeah, I died over 2,000 times. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was weird. Yeah. So another thing that I found very odd about this that they brought up and just kind of never mentioned, unless it comes up in the true ending or I completely brushed past it, when you first meet Theo, it sounds like there was this old, like, bustling city that happened on top of the mountain and then died or not died but kind of just fell apart and got abandoned but i didn't see anything about an abandoned city up there it just there was the temple but then i climbed a mountain well the, the very first level you're in a city oh okay so it's just that one part and then there's nothing yeah. else okay i probably just miscommunicated it then or misread it then because yeah i i was expecting it was like this weird technological masterpiece that they're talking about and i saw none of that just climbed a mountain and died a lot also, isn't it supposed to be a huge mountain? Like, was it, like how many feet was it? Oh, seven. It actually, it actually said that the feet. Well, taller than her. No, it said it in meters. Oh yeah, I think and it was only it was only in certain areas. Like when you're uh, the very last level, uh, when the very last level, it's over three thousand meters. But I don't know if that's supposed to be three thousand meters from the base or three thousand meters from when you started the level. They didn't really explain it. Because I was curious about that, like, because I forgot, like, what the measurements were. So I was just thinking when we were talking, it's, is it a small mountain and she decided to climb it in winter? Or is it, like, an Everest situation? It's supposed to be an Everest now? situation. Then why, where's her equipment? She's got a where's backpack. Where's her packing mule? She has a backpack. You need more than a backpack to climb an Everest. Theo had Not a cell phone that somehow worked on top of a mountain. That's, a, that's another thing. His, his cell phone kept working on top of a mountain. No, that's not. Yeah. That's not going to happen. As long as you have battery, why, why could you not take pictures with it? You can take pictures, but he's like posting them to his Instagram. So you, you don't. What you don't, that's not concerns happen. me 
Andrew, you think you can climb Mount Everest with just a backpack? And a cell the phone. oxygen canisters, the clothing, the food, the equipment, the the sleeping bags, the tents. Like, there are so many things you have to bring to climb a mountain like that. Snacks. There's no hotel on Everest. You you are poking holes in this game. Yeah. You're you're being a little bit I'm techie. poking holes at what you said about how, like, yo, you, she's got a backpack. She can yeah. climb Everest. I mean, I don't know what's in her backpack. They never show her eat or pull out a tent, but she has a backpack. Yeah. In the last level, she tells Theo to hold it for her. That's That's a very valid point. Did either of you guys play the Pico 8 version of this game? What, like, the original version of it? Yeah. I think I got about 10 floors to it, and then I got exhausted with that. Which, thank you for actually reminding me, Keith, and another thing. Um, <laughs> this is a lot of other I things. I think this might only be in the PC version, but there actually is a Celeste 2 that they just came out with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Celeste just hit their, like, third or fourth anniversary. It, it was something like that. An anniversary just happened. So the studio actually, or I should say the one guy, made a Celeste 2 that you can download and play on the Pico 8, which is, yeah, like the game console that they have hidden in Celeste. So it different characters? I don't know. I don't, th- I think so. I think you're playing as someone else. But yeah, there is a uh, free Celeste 2. It's even called like Celeste 2 or something like that that you can play. But yeah, you have to download the file, I think, on your computer. So I don't know if there's a way to do it on the Xbox yet. I think I'm out of other things. I thought the achievements were all right. <laughs> I like that as a transition. <laughs> so the achievements for Celeste, I highly, highly, highly recommend for achievement hunters. Because as we said earlier, or Keith did, you can turn the assist mode off, make yourself invulnerable, and it does not disable achievements. But you so, also said that you dislike that they're all secret. Well, that's, I think all yes. but like one or two. Yes, which is so dumb. There's the only available like uh, achievement that you can see is called One Up, which it does explain for you how to get it. In order to do it, you have to collect six strawberries without touching the ground, so you don't fully collect the strawberries. And then once you have six, and collect them all, it gives you a One Up. So, yeah, it doesn't explain it. But all the achievements are secret, which is completely unnecessary. Does the one up do anything? No, no. That was that was the one I turned assist mode on for. I went, eh, that seems like it's too hard. It was already like eleven thirty at night, and I just, you know what? I just want to get this easy win. So I threw yeah. in assist mode for that one. I got to two strawberries, and I said, "F that." Oh, you tried harder and... than I did. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the other achievements are to essentially every time you beat a level, you get an achievement. And then anytime you find a B-side disc, or no, it's anytime you complete the B-side, you get an achievement. But that's essentially all the achievements. It's just beating the levels, beating the B-side. So you looked them all up? Collecting the hearts. Every time you collect a heart, yeah, I looked them up. And, like, that's it. It's all just very much collecting and beating the game, which isn't hard to do if you pull up a guide and turn assist mode on. If you don't turn assist mode on, the time to beat is, for the main game, it's posted eight hours. But in order to do the extras, which I'm assuming includes the actual true ending so the other two levels you're gonna have 13 and a half hours but that's if you play the game real but if you do assist mode i know the speedrunner. i was watching one i think he's the fastest time he gets the true ending so that means he collects everything and he does it in less than an hour with the assist mode on no it's off oh jeez. assist speedrunners can't do it yeah no i mean can't cheat See, I think it would still be interesting. I think actually a speed run with assist mode fully on or at different scales to see who can still do it fastest. Why not? It it, I, it doesn't fully take away from the skill. I just think it adds a different variable. So I thought they they might do it. Keith and Andrew, you guys uh, tied this week Ooh. with 450. Yeah. I came in last with 330, but I'm so proud of that. 330 is not bad. Even though I cheated most of the game. <laughs> Can I actually do one more another thing? Because this one's actually just a question. Go ahead. I like that you ask if you can add something. (laughs) Well, you know, we already we were already past that that segment. I I I give you permission. I wanted to ask you guys: Was there like a certain world in particular that you liked or disliked better? Because I already know my answer, and it was that I hated the wind levels. I absolutely despised those levels. Yeah, Uh, those were annoying. Well, I kind of like the one where she's dreaming. So you have those like weird bubbles. My favorite level, honestly, I think was the last level. And that's specifically because of the soundtrack. I thought the last level 
And that music kicked in. I loved it. I wasn't asking because the music. I'm talking about the gameplay of it because we've talked about how they're all very <sighs> unique play styles, Andrew. Yes. Okay. Sorry, Keith. Answer well, you my said, question. You, you, you said which ones you did like as well. That's one I liked. And yes, the one I hated, I would have to say it was probably the, like the Crystal Key, which was the, the fifth level. I didn't mind. When you actually had to like step on the blocks and like shift them. There was a couple moments on that level I, it really irritated me. I do I do agree there were certain aspects of it where you had to like time a jump to like launch yourself off of one of them. Those were annoying. Yeah. But as a whole, I thought it was a really cool mechanic. Um, was that the same one where you could like stand on the blocks and move them as they yeah. floated along? Is that the only time? Yeah. yeah, see I thought that was I thought that was unique and that was kinda of fun. But yeah, the wind ones drove me crazy because it just made me feel like I don't know just overly difficult for no real reason yeah for a game that's so fast and all of a sudden you're fighting against the wind and going incredibly slow yeah exactly it, it was odd but i don't know I, I i still found it like easy to at least solve the puzzles so it didn't bother me too much there were no puzzles andrew we already established that carry on i'm done with this segment but getting to our final thoughts of celeste for me like i said this is a game it's it's a very specific niche kind of game if you really like something that's a challenge but it's really rewarding when you conquer it this is right up your alley it's really simple i think the mechanics are very simple i absolutely love the soundtrack i thought the story was good i enjoyed the characters so i recommend it to a handful of people out there that can keep their game rage under in check for me i'm gonna give it an 85 no there's a little better i'm gonna give it an 88 wow i know sorry I don't know. I well, I I'm struggling. I'm struggling really hard to give this game a score because at so many points I hated it. I never wanted to play it again. I might go back and try to grab some achievements, but I honestly don't know if I will because it just frustrated me so bad. Nothing overly wowed me about it, but I found myself not being able to put it down when I was playing it. I just wanted to keep going and I just wanted to like beat that next level, beat that next level. So it, it drove me to play, and, and like you said, it's a very niche game. You have to want to play the style. It has to be something you're into, and to be able to deal with the frustration of it. So I guess I guess I'm going to give it an 81, but I also just kind of hated it, and I want to give it like a 10. <laughs> so I, I don't know. But yeah, 81. I'm going to go 81. I don't think I've ever done that. Good round number. Odd number. Hey. I gotta feel bad because, I mean, I was really gonna give it a 70, but I feel like I'm talking myself down. And, uh, so I'm thinking, really? I think I'm gonna give it a, a 69, because it was nice. Hey, yo! <laughs> Stole the game! <laughs> I, I have a lot of respect for the game, but I just, I, the story I was very kind of eh about, like I was uncomfortable. And then the gameplay I didn't really enjoy, the graphics, like I, I weren't really my style so there's so many things that were against it but i think they did a good job like i don't i don't hate the game matt you did a great job matt and the team <laughs> i it definitely seems like a, a game that like a lot of love was poured into it and that's why i hate giving low scores to games like this because it's like I, I i don't know I, I just it makes me feel guilty well it's clearly not meant for like well with the assist mode it's a bit more for a noob but I had a feeling you weren't going to like I knew it was probably just going to be too difficult. It was, and then it was too easy with the assist mode. And I, for me, it was a, co- a constant balancing act for me. Just, I don't know. But Metacritic, 94 and 7.2. And I got a few on here. There's a lot of different opinions on it. So uh, looking at the critics first, uh, when they gave it a 90, said that it was the Best indie platformer since Super Meat Boy. I loved Super Meat Boy. That's another game that's like this. Sorry. No, no. I was actually going to ask you because I'd never heard of it. Uh, someone who gave it an 82. Celeste surprised us with its tight and challenging but very rewarding gameplay, coupled with a deep story and great level design. Sometimes you can feel lost in the game's vast areas, and it could have used a more diversified gameplay. But it def- it's definitely a game to have for lovers of 2D platform games. And then looking at the users, someone who gave it a 7. Run, jump, air jump, reset, repeat. It's a good game for its genre, but it 
I just said that so weird. <laughs> it's a good game for a genre, but its genre is relatively overdone and it's repetitive. So I'm going to give it a three. Didn't find any satisfaction when completing a screen, which is something that I said uh, earlier. And then lastly, someone who gave it a zero. <gasps> I didn't pay hundreds of dollars for a superior game system to have graphics that looked like they were developed in the 1800s. There's nothing charming or innovative about a boring game with a horrible retro look. 1800s? Because, you know, video games were made also, in the 1800s. <laughs> yeah, they also complained about Metacritic getting too political. Did you did you translate that? Was that in another no, language? No, that's oh, not. I was so excited. I, our fourth co-host has been in MIA for a lot of games recently, I feel like. Well, I do like this last person said he spent $100 on a superior game system. So he's like, yes, I'm going to get the Series X and download Celeste. Well, no, <laughs> like, this was like, I think the Xbox, well, wait, what was the last one that came out? Because I think these reviews were primarily in 2018. Oh, okay. So he's probably just got out. like the 1X then. But yeah. still, like, it's just kind of funny that you make that comparison that he bought this console just for Celeste and was disappointed in it. And the graphics were from 1800 because, you know, those those so many video games Have back in the Have you seen paintings and stuff from the 1800s? I mean, I don't think that's accurate. They're pretty good. Mona Lisa was pretty dang good. At least people yeah, say. I don't know. Just like the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> but anyway, I think we're going to wrap this up. Uh, so thank you so much for our listener, Coco Piff, for uh, giving us this recommendation. Coco Piff. <laughs> Uh, if you have a game recommendation, you can email us at you can email it to us at gamepassgrabbag at gmail.com or you can message us on Facebook at gamepassgrabbag. We're also on Twitter, YouTube, all the things. I've been your hardcore gamer host Andrew. You can find me on Xbox Live, Firebird, Z1952, and I'm also on Twitch with the same name. I've been Keith and Good night everybody. I'm Liz Anoob, gamer tag. I'm Liz the Noob, Gamertag, come on, I'm Dean, and I'm on Twitter, at Liz the Noob, Noob, Izzy W. I have the hardest time. I think it's funny, because earlier in the episode, every you're like, how many episode, times have we done this, and you still screw it up? Every single episode, I struggle with, come on, I'm Dean. See, I'm not the only one. See, this is why anyway, I, I change it up every time, so I don't, I can never do it wrong. Yeah, well, now people, you didn't give your Twitter, so people can't follow you for your hot build takes. Well, because they lost it. Why did you have to throw salt in the wound? I'm over this. Let's end this. Alright, everyone. You all have a good night. Or day. Have a great whatever. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, guys.